The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. El Salvador, a country of beauty, mystery, and half-human donkeys. And then we travel to China to meet a man who will go to dangerous extremes for his art. And then we take a look at the conspiracy theory iceberg itself. Is it possible that this meme that's been spreading around the internet for the past few years is about to signal the end of all conspiracy theory? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. I hope you guys are staying cool, beating the heat. Let's go ahead and welcome in one of our legacy Patreon supporters. Coming into Dead Rabbit Command right now is a longtime Patreon supporter, Jason F. Everyone give him a round of applause. Jump up, give him a high five, give him a hug. He's like, dude, I do not want to be touched. Tickle him, tickle him a bit. Jason, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon, I totally understand. Just help spread the word about the show really, really helps out a lot. Jason, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys to the Jason Jalopy. Hey, it's named after you. What a coincidence. We're going to hop inside, and I'm going to have you drive us on out to El Salvador. The other day, I put out a request for stories about El Salvador, because this is one of like the top science podcasts in El Salvador. It was number one when I recorded the episode. Now it's number six. I'm assuming a coalition of scientists got together after that episode came out, and they're like, this cannot be. Everyone started downloading these other podcasts, but we're still the number sixth science podcast in El Salvador and the number one paranormal podcast in the country. So thank you guys. But I put out a call for story days and a lot of people sent me stuff. So thank you for that. A lot of people sent me stuff and we may be covering that stuff. There's a lot of civil war, war crime stuff. But I found not what I was looking for, but I guess in a way it's what I asked for, right? Like what I was hoping for was a monster, a scary monster staring at people from the El Salvadorian jungle. Or maybe a ghost, maybe a young woman was walking down the street one day and they saw a clickety-clack-clack, clickety-clack-clack. I don't know what type of ghost that is. That's the annoying ghost. It's the fidget spinner ghost. Some tall, gangly, black shadow chasing a girl down the street. What I got, what I got is what I probably deserved by saying, send me a weird story from El Salvador. Kitchy, via Discord, we have a Patreon Discord, Kitchy sent me an article from this website called dailymysteries.com. Their tagline for this website is, the website with the amazing content. Which is true, because no other no other website, not a, I checked, not a single other website on the entire World Wide Web carried this story. I tried verifying this story. There was not a single other website that mentioned this. There was a Facebook post. I'll give them that. But if you talk about all the all of the internet all of the internet places in the world, only one covers this. Dailymysteries.com. It's February 2019. We're in the city of Animal Rose. That's in the El Union district in El Salvador. 
there's a donkey born. <laughs> Jason, a donkey. A donkey is the easiest animal to make a noise. <laughs> what was that? Well, that's what they sound like when they're born. This little donkey coming out of the womb, he and Han, and the mom goat, and the mom donkey looks back at it and goes, and walks away, and there's this little donkey just kicking its little baby legs, right? It's brand new. It's The farmer walks over. It's a woman who owns this donkey, and she's like, that's super, that is super disgusting. And so she goes and tells everyone in town, she goes, dude, you guys want to see something super gross? It'll cost you a dollar. You got to pay a dollar to see. And everyone knows this lady has the grossest stuff at her farm. People come to her farm and they realize that we have a goat. It has the body of a goat. Why do you keep saying goat, damn it? It's the donkey. <laughs> how often, how long was I saying goat? It's a donkey. And it's the, it would be really weird if it was a donkey with the body of a goat. It, that would actually be pretty dope. If you find that in El Salvador, send me that story as well. It's a donkey with the body of a donkey, the neck of a donkey, but the face of a human? Now, there's photos of this thing. And when Kitchy sent me this, you click on the link. It'll be in the show notes. You're, you're, it's like the biggest photo ever. It's like a thousand pixels. Like, once you click on the link, it's basically your entire desktop is taken over by this photo of this deformed donkey. This is what I get. This is what I get. I can't get a UFO story from El Salvador. Can't get a spooky ghost. Actually, no, Kitchy did send some bright lights in the sky thing, but I couldn't get, like, a UFO abduction story. I couldn't get a guy getting possessed. I got a picture of a deformed goat. Damn it, donkey! I had a picture of I'm like, man, that donkey sure looks like a goat. They're like, Jason, that is a goat. How are you getting these two animals mixed up? Okay, there's a photo of a donkey. <laughs> it's a photo of a donkey with a deformed face. And it does look kind of human. And you look at it and your initial reaction was, oh, I hope that this thing isn't suffering. I hope that either it lives a long and healthy life or it's put out of its misery. Because like, as being a donkey, you, you eat a certain way like a donkey does, right? But then, like, now you have a human mouth. Imagine if you were human, but you had a donkey mouth. And your instinct is telling you to eat, like, bananas and things, oranges. But your donkey mouth is so... F You're like, Jason, your mouth operates no matter how long it is. I think you would have a hard time if your brain was instinctively, like, going, no, I have a, a monkey mouth. But then you actually have, like, an alligator mouth. I don't think you would be able to eat that well. But you could probably figure it out because you're a human. A donkey couldn't, right? He has a, he, It does kind of look like a human face. So I'm looking at this thing and I go, ah, oh, it's a deformed animal. That's tragic. Hope it's not suffering. And then I read the article attached to this giant photo that filled up my screen. Because this is what you imagine, right? We always see these stories about these chickens that are born with two heads or this alligator that's born with eight tails or something. And you go, oh, that's horrible. And usually the art, you read the article and it goes, it died five hours later. But people still think this was a miracle or this was a sign. There's a little monkey born with faces on its hands. And then he died a couple hours later. We see these mutations happen. So I'm expecting that when I read the article. I read the article. Juan Antonio Zacharias. He lives next door to the deformed donkey. Juan says, oh, did you hear about my neighbor had that deformed donkey? Here's a bunch of pictures of that deformed donkey. And people are like, yeah, it's tragic. 
One says, it's not tragic. That's not tragic. That is my son. And everyone goes, huh? Juan tells this, he's not ashamed of this. He's not ashamed of the fact that he's been banging this donkey. He says, not only have I been banging this donkey, not my son. <laughs> what do you think, I'm some sort of pervert? He named this baby donkey uh, Milagro Jose or Miracle Jose. He goes, no, Miracle Jose is my son. I was banging his mom, the donkey, because my neighbor, she's really cruel to the donkey. She doesn't take care of it. And I felt bad for it. So I'd go over there and I'd like bathe her and feed her. And then sometimes, you know, after the bath, I would make love to this donkey. People are like, why are you admitting this? Why are you openly admitting this? And he goes, because I want to love my son. Like, look at this guy. Look at, look at this monstrosity in front of you. This is a half-human donkey. This is my son. He's actually asking to have a DNA test done on the donkey to prove that it's half him. And he wants uh, Miracle Jose to have special rights. He wants it to have the rights that a normal human would have. Apparently, people in town have heard. I don't know why they're even hanging out of the farm at this point. Because you know you're probably going to stumble upon Juan banging this donkey in the next yard. But people in town who have run into Miracle Jose, they say that this donkey says one word and one word only. Dad. Dad. I don't know. I don't know if this story is true on a couple different levels. I don't... I have tried looking around DailyMysteries.com. It's a standard... It didn't stand out as being like a parody site. It could be a very subtle parody site. I've come across... I remember once a long time ago, me and my little brother found a website. It was a Christian parody website that... This was like back in 2004, 2005. That was trying to explain that dinosaurs lived in Africa and how they were beating up atheists in Africa and saving the dinosaurs. And me and my brother are reading it and we're like, this is fake, right? Like, this isn't real, but it was written so slickly... That you knew you knew it was fake because you knew the facts are wrong, but you I mean it was it was page after page after page after page, and they kept the joke going the whole time. And they would have their frequently asked questions, and all of the frequently asked questions were, is this a joke? Is this a joke? And they're like, No, it's not. We're totally serious. We believe it. they were trying to raise money to save the Brontosauri in Africa. It was a joke. It, it, it had to have been a joke. Right? So I don't know if dailymysteries.com is the same thing. I kind of poked around there. It seemed like it was just a basic paranormal weird news website. But I was only able to find the story on there. And I'm wondering if they found these photos of this mutated donkey and then created this backstory. Because no, who would who would admit to that? We covered a story about people who were banging animals and animals being deformed. And bestiality used to be a crime you were put to the death. It was a capital crime. You and the animal were both killed, which is not the animal's fault. But I, So I don't know why you would be walking around be so proud about this. You have a father of the year shirt, father of the farm shirt. I don't know. But at the same time, people are stupid. At the same time, people are stupid. And some of them love banging donkeys, I guess. <laughs> having donkey sons. Having sonkeys. So yeah, there we go. Sorry, I asked for a story from El Salvador. And this is what I got. El Salvador had this can't be this can't be the only story I cover from your country. I can't. So once again, thank you, Kitchy, for sending this out. Let's put another call for a story from El Salvador. Let's see if we can put them on the paranormal map. Because right now, as of now, 
Miracle Jose, Miracle Jose is what we have for him, El Salvador. There has to be something else. Right? Right? I'm incredulous. I'm incredulous. But thank you for everyone who submitted stuff. Let's keep looking. Or not, because there's a possibility it'll get worse, right? There's a possibility it'll get worse than Miracle Jose. Did you know? I didn't know this. Did you know? I didn't know this. I was reading this article, and at one point they called the donkey a burrito nino. And I go, what? Burrito boy? What does that mean? What's, what's, why are they calling him a burrito boy? Did you know? You're like, Jason, you seriously didn't know this? I didn't know this. Burrito means little donkey. Like when you eat a burrito, nom, 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 it's called a little donkey. And they don't know why it's called a burrito. Some people say it's because you put a bunch of stuff in the burrito, like you put a bunch of stuff on the back of a donkey. And then, then you eat it. The donkey's walking through the village. You're like trying to chase it, take a bite out of its shovels. Some people say that there was a guy in San Francisco. It was weird. Do you know there's different types of burritos? I'm not. This isn't going to be the rest of the episode. But there's like the mission style burrito. Those came out of San Francisco, and those are like the bigger ones with meat. Originally, it was like beans and rice. Also, I was super, I was super hungry when I was researching this. Yeah, Mission Burrito is the big one. And they are go they can say that one came out of like the 1960s. There was some street vendor on Mission, Mission Street in San Francisco who was selling these ones. Super interesting. I, I just assumed it was a regional food, but the evolution of and I guess there's a big there's a big disagreement over when it stops being a taco and becomes a burrito. So some people argue like the early burritos were actually tacos and there's, I don't know. It's super, I, I, I honestly had to stop researching that. I was getting so hungry. I was looking at all these photos. Oh, dude, I should just go buy a burrito right now. I don't know why I didn't buy a burrito the other day. But anyways, yeah, Lil Burrito. And they say that there was one of the origin stories is there was a guy who started selling the original burritos outside of a elementary school and he would call the kids burritos which basically was calling the kids donkeys, which were calling them dumb. And he'd be like, come on, you burritos, come and buy my food. And he was just serving food wrapped in a tortilla. And and then eventually it caught on. I mean, the kids were being horribly insulted this whole time. He's like, no, no, it's a term of endearment. I meant you are this edible thing. As their parents are coming to beat them up, they're like, quit calling our kid little donkey. There you go, two for one. You got a story out of El Salvador about a half-human donkey, and you got the origin of the burrito. You're like, Jason, you literally are the last person to not know burrito meant little donkey. Jason F., we're going to go ahead and leave behind El Salvador. We're not going to have time to cover the artist's story. We'll save that for another episode. It's a really interesting one. But, Jason F., I'm going to go ahead and give you the keys of the Carpenter Copter. We are leaving behind El Salvador. We are headed out, too. The Conspiracy Theory Iceberg. The Conspiracy Theory Iceberg has always puzzled me. It's always puzzled me. Now, at fir- the first time I saw the Conspiracy Theory Iceberg, back in like 2017, I didn't believe it. I had the same reaction that most of you guys did. I, You look at the top couple levels, you're like, I know all those things. You look at the middle tier levels, you know a couple of those things, and... Then as you went farther down, I go, this is made up hogwash. You know what changed my mind? I'm looking through the iceberg the very first time I see it. You're like, dude, look at all these crazy conspiracy theories. They're just sentences, right? God's last wish, the ocean at night, sentient soy. You know, we've covered a lot of these on this show, right? We talk about it a lot on this show. And I remember the first time I saw it, I go, I think this is fake. I know the top ones, they're pretty easy to know. The one that changed my mind that I go, oh, there's actually something behind this was 
Britney Spears original doll. I'm a huge Britney Spears fan. I make no no way to hide it. There's no reason to hide it. I'm very, very proud. I love Britney Spears. I love her music. And I go, listen, I never heard of this before, but I'm going to research it. I'm going to research and see if I can find anything about Britney Spears' original doll. And that'll be a good way to test this. At the very least, at the very least, I get to type Britney Spears into Google. I immediately came across an article. It had been years. I'll put it in the show notes, but it was an article, a single article about Britney Spears' original doll. It was, I'm going off memory here. It was either an entire album recorded or just a single song. I think it was a whole album that she had recorded against the wishes of her management team. They're like, this isn't a good album. The songs don't really fit your image. And she actually went to a radio station, just a random radio station in L.A., and like knocked on the door, and they came down, and they see a giant security guard and tiny little Britney Spears there, and they're like, uh, okay. She goes, can I play my song on the radio? And they, of course. So they led her up, and they played the song. I think the song was called Original Dolls, like the lead single. It's been played a single time. And when she, she got in a lot of trouble for that. Musicians don't own their music. But they said, you can't do that. You can't just record songs and take them and play them on the radio. And we told you not to do that. We specifically told you not to do that. And I'm reading this article and I'm like, this is so fascinating. Now, the conspiracy, that alone is very interesting because it's a look into the mind. I love Britney Spears. Very, very complex character. I know there's that whole thing going on with the conservatorship right now. Very, very interesting, complex character. She seems like, at heart, a good person. A very, very good person. A good mother. Very good mother. But... The original doll story is very interesting. It started to become something in the conspiracy theory community that the song was talking about mind control and MK Ultra, And I was like, no, because they have the lyrics for the song because it was played. No, I mean, I guess you can read that into that and stuff like that. But that's the problem. Sometimes conspiracy theories try to go, oh, and Pizzagate. And you're like, the the idea of, of a woman being trapped in a recording contract and sneaking out of the studio with a master copy of a CD and playing it because she really loves a song is infinitely more interesting because it's true and it happened than adding on something else. Trying to sneak in. And then Satan worshippers showed up and they dragged her back. That's your, your, it might seem more sexy and more dangerous in your mind, but the truth is actually far, far more interesting. But anyways, I go, so the this was when I said the conspiracy iceberg is legit. And I've always had a lot of faith in the conspiracy theory icebergs, specifically 2016 to 2018 icebergs. I have to catalog them like that. So when I started doing this show, I was never of the mind that I was going to cover every topic on the conspiracy theory iceberg. I figured I was going to cover a lot of them because they were obscure conspiracy theories. And that's what I wanted to do with this show. I didn't want to talk about Mary Celeste. I didn't want to talk about 9-11. Even though I just did. But you know what I mean? I didn't want to hit the tropes over and over and over again. I didn't want to talk about just Bigfoot. I didn't want to talk about Roswell or... Travis Walton, Lights in the Sky, and things like that. I wanted to talk about stuff I hadn't heard of. And if I hadn't heard of, the chances are a lot of people haven't heard of because I've been covering this stuff for 30 years. But the Conspiracy Theory Iceberg had a bunch of stuff that I didn't know. So it, it worked perfectly together. I think in the early episodes, I don't think I started covering stuff off the Conspiracy Theory Iceberg since episode, around episode 20. It may have been earlier. I think some of the stuff... And this is an interesting point. We'll actually start... Let me start what I'm going with right now. I want to be very, very clear in what I'm going to say. 
I do not hate the iceberg. I'm not saying that the iceberg sucks. I'm not saying that people who do cover it suck. I'm not saying that it's normy or that we should get past the iceberg. I'm not saying that at all. And I want to be very, very clear. There are YouTubers like Plagued Moth, Wendy Goon. Wendy Goon, I think, does it has been the most successful with it, but Parallel Pipes, a YouTuber, not only covered the Conspiracy Theory Iceberg, covered the one that I'm listed in. I'm on the Conspiracy Theory Iceberg, and they said the podcast was really good and people should check it out. Thanks, Parallel Pipes, for the shout-out. And I was sent that video by 12 Inches and Jizz Leopard. That's a, that's a weird combination of those two people together, but two different listeners sent me that video. Thank you very much. That was really cool. Mr. Gigi also does Conspiracy Theory Iceberg stuff. And that's dope. These people are are killing it in the Conspiracy Theory Iceberg stuff. They will do video after video after video of talking about every single thing on the iceberg. That's awesome. I'm not bagging on that content at all. It's really cool how much success they found with the iceberg. And I have found, a lot of you guys have told me we found your show because of the Conspiracy Theory Iceberg. They saw something on there. They wanted to see what the ocean and night was all about. Typed it into a search engine. I popped up. I'm not hating on the iceberg at all. The iceberg is a really cool image. And whether you are just starting off in Conspiracy Theory, because I love this as a hobby. I think you guys, after 700 and what, three, four episodes, I think you guys can sense that passion from me. I love researching paranormal conspiracy stuff as a hobby. And the Conspiracy Theory Iceberg, whether you're jumping into it for the first time or you're a 30-year veteran, I've been doing this since I was 12, the Conspiracy Theory Iceberg is a great starter point. But I'm not hating on the iceberg, but if we are not careful, this iceberg will destroy our community. I actually wanted to talk about this a while ago, but I felt that it would seem like I was attacking this thing this iceberg. And I remember I was going to talk about it a while ago and I couldn't find the right way to phrase it, but we're at a point now where I have to talk about it because of something that was just sent to me from one of my Patreon supporters, Jim Jam, sent this to me the other day. It's interesting. I got a YouTube, I get a lot of YouTube comments saying, Hey, when are you going to put out more conspiracy theory, iceberg stuff? When are you going to do more iceberg stuff? And it's always a very interesting comment to me because I do it all the time. But I don't always say that it's conspiracy theory iceberg stuff. There have been episodes where I forgot to say it was on the conspiracy theory iceberg. There's episodes like the Stonehead of Guatemala. I didn't even know it was on the conspiracy theory iceberg. I was just researching it, thought it was cool. Did an episode on it. it the episode is just there. It's a great episode. I mean, <laughs> I'm not trying to say I did a great job doing it. But the mystery is what I mean. The mystery of the Stonehead of Guatemala is awesome. I'm going to put it in the show notes. I really recommend listening to it. Never ever say it's on the Conspiracy Theory Iceberg. I didn't even know it was on the Conspiracy Theory Iceberg. That episode just sits in a collection of 702 episodes. It doesn't pop out in any way, shape, or form. But whenever I say in an episode, hey guys, we're going to the Conspiracy Theory Iceberg right now. We're going to talk about this story. I get a lot of comments in the YouTube section going, dude, I love the Conspiracy Theory Iceberg stuff. Do more Conspiracy Theory Iceberg stuff. So fast, and I, I don't want this to come across as sour grapes. I like the iceberg. See, this is why I was hesitant to talk about it, but I have to now. I like the iceberg, and I'm not saying you have to listen to every single episode of mine. No, you have to. They're all just as good. I just don't understand. It's weird because the conspiracy theory iceberg is not just conspiracy theories. The Stonehead of Guatemala is on there, and here's the, well, here's what it is. There's a giant stone head in Guatemala that has 
Anglo-Saxon or Caucasian features, and it seems to be super old to a time that there were no Caucasians there. So the idea was that there was a lost civilization or aliens had come down. And here's a spoiler alert. Skip ahead 30 seconds if you want to listen to the episode. It turns out there a reporter went there and investigated it. It turns out that it's not ancient. A farmer in 1910 made it in the image of his deceased wife. And then he passed away as well. And the jungle reclaimed his farmland. I mean, the story the story's brilliant. And then 40 years later, people were chopping away these jungle vines and they find this stone head with Caucasian features. There's like documents of it and they've taken samples of it. It's 100% a modern thing. That's a fascinating story. And it shows how quickly nature can reclaim a civilization and how easily people can be mistaken. Fascinating story. Definitely deserves its place on the conspiracy theory iceberg. But does organic black helicopters, which turned out to be a joke, but I want to, again, this, I don't want to sound like sour grapes. I try to find obscure stuff, and it's so interesting to me. I, I, it's so interesting to me that I can cover a story no one's ever heard of, and it is just there. And I can cover a story that no one's ever heard of, but that phrase appeared on an image that was put up in 2018, and, pe- and I say it's on the iceberg, and people go, I love your iceberg stuff, another great iceberg story. It's so fascinating to me. And if that same story that was on the iceberg, I don't say it, gets less comments, gets less engagement. But see, that's not your fault. This is why I want to be careful of saying, I'm not saying, listen to everything. I'm not saying that. I'm just wondering what the mechanism is. It's interesting because just the other day, I got a YouTube comment from D Bullets. And they asked if I was going to be doing more conspiracy theory iceberg stuff. And it was a perfect timing because I had just gotten this thing from Jim Jam. And I asked them. Why do you like the conspiracy? Again, no judgment, because I also love looking at the conspiracy theory iceberg. But I go, why is it that a conspiracy theory iceberg topic jumps out more to you than any of the other topics I covered? It was interesting because his answer, and this is a valid answer, and I thank you for your cooperation in this. He says, it's a good way to look for wacky conspiracy theories. And I don't know which of your episodes have wacky conspiracy theories on them. It's a very, very good way to look at it. He says, if it's on the iceberg, it's, quote, guaranteed to be some super out there theory, unquote, which is generally correct. The top three tiers, you really shouldn't know those just if you're a hobbyist. But again, if you're just starting off, it's a good jumping off point. But that's all pretty normal conspiracy theory stuff. As you go deeper, it gets weirder. It's an interesting comment. Sometimes I'll put conspiracy theory iceberg in the title of the episode, like this one. This one's a little more meta, but if you're listening to the episode... And I say, and we go back to the conspiracy theory iceberg and I say this topic, or if I don't say that and I say the topic, it does it trigger something differently? And it might sound, this might sound too meta. It might sound like I'm doing marketing research or something like that. We're getting to something. We're getting to my thesis that the conspiracy theory iceberg may soon destroy the community we love so much. Lego Trekker, got to give a shout out to you as well. They were also popped up on this conversation I was having with D Bullets on YouTube. And they said, This is, again, another very interesting thing. I want this feedback, right? Again, I'm not doing this for marketing research. I'm doing this to figure out what power the iceberg has. You know what I mean? I don't want to sound like I'm trying to make my channel any better. The channel's the channel. Like, at this point, we're 700 episodes in. The formula's not going to change. But Lego Trekker, this is very, very interesting. I love this insight. This is why I love talking to you guys. Lego Trekker says, 
when you do iceberg stuff, we feel included in the research because we've also seen it on the iceberg. Fascinating, fascinating insight. That's the type of that's why I'm asking these questions. And I hope more people, as you're listening to this episode, are giving me your feedback of why you prefer. But I, I also want to know when you come across stuff where it's an interesting topic, but it's not on the iceberg. It's so weird. I remember a while back, I posted on YouTube, I posted a question on YouTube. I go, do you think the conspiracy theory iceberg is cursed? Because I felt at a certain point that it was starting to override conspiracy theory content, where it was basically, if a conspiracy, it was basically a gatekeeper, where if I covered the vampire sex cult of Yerba Buena, which is an amazing true crime paranormal story that involves satanic human sacrifice, 100% true. It's not on the conspiracy theory iceberg. So if it's not on the conspiracy theory iceberg, that is considered not as cool. It's almost like the iceberg is a gatekeeping thing. My question has always been, who developed this? We still have never known that. I think there's basically two phases to the iceberg. There's the original iceberg that popped up in 2016. I'll try to put those in the show notes as well, so you can look at the evolution of them. It's a very, very basic iceberg. It looks like someone, but then it looks like someone just threw it up in an afternoon. But then it, between 2017, 2017 was the year it really broke out. After that, you started getting the fake icebergs. And that is what brings me to our topic today. I know this might seem rambly. I hope you guys are enjoying it because it's over. It's over. I'm going to continue to cover conspiracy theory iceberg content. I am. But we've run into a serious problem with them. And this is what Jim Jam sent me. This is why I'm all worked up about this. And really, at the end of the day, I don't care. Everyone should just have fun when they're researching conspiracy theories. Whether or not you're watching my show, whether or not you're watching Plague Moth, Windy Goon, Parallel Pipes, Mr. GG, or the other people doing it. Have fun. Have fun. That's the key thing. But I also love this as a hobby. And whoever did this, I, I'm not mad at them. I'm not mad at them. They are also having fun in their own way. But I think overall, it. I, I, I'll just get to it. So Jim Jam sent me this thing on Reddit. This popped up on June 1st. It's from a user named Why Am I Sad? Again, just a dude having fun. Just a dude having fun. I'm not saying he's ruined the hobby. I'm not saying that that if it wasn't him, we were headed this way anyways. Because every so often, you're, I shouldn't say every so often, every day almost, or every week. That's an exaggeration. Every week or two, you'll see on the X board, made up conspiracy theories. Let's make up conspiracy theories. Let's, And they're funny, right? They're funny. They totally match. But it, every time they do that, it's just throwing more and more chaff in front of the way of our heat-seeking missiles that are trying to find these... Real ones. Until eventually you can't figure it out. June 21st, Why Am I Sad? Post It's ingenious what they did. It's really, really ingenious. But they took a bunch of conspiracy theories, took a bunch of conspiracy theory icebergs, took a bunch of conspiracy theory iceberg explanations, and threw them into an AI machine. So we have an AI iceberg now. They actually weren't the first people to do it. I found one 10 months ago, and it was just an AI-generated iceberg using what I'm assuming would be the same technology. So let me read you some that the AI spit out using the rhythm and the way people talk on the conspiracy theory iceberg. This is what we have. Nuclear bomb test killed 100 million people. Eight is not a number. 
Gnomes on Mount Everest. Jurassic Park starred John Wayne. Chloe is the only person with a vagina. It's not one giant long conspiracy theory, but that's what the AI spit out. Now, the Chloe, the Chloe one, you could easily, like, that's a joke one. But the other one, you could see getting confused with actual conspiracy theories. Eight is not a number. Well, in fact, eight is actually the infinity sign. Like, you could put on your conspiracy cap and you could extrapolate that through. Jurassic Park starred John Wayne. You could easily come up with a conspiracy theory that he faked his death. You'd easily backtrack those, right? Gnomes on Mount Everest be super easy to find an explanation for. Why am I sad? Went the extra mile. They did the same thing, but they not only generated iceberg topics, they generated the descriptions as well. I think the iceberg appeals to people because it's so mysterious and you can go through the list First off, it's a challenge to see what level you're at on the iceberg just by default. But then when you do a video, people love learning stuff. It's one of the great things about humanity. We love to learn. We get a little dopamine rush when we learn things. It's a, I have an information addiction. I think a lot of people do as well. But even if you don't have an information addiction, people get a little ping in their head when they refresh their page and a whole new thing of threads or a whole new thing of Reddit posts appears and they get to learn new information at the drop of a hat. So when you're looking at a whole list of things you don't know and when you're watching a video that's going step by step explaining all those things you don't know, you're basically getting a dopamine overdose. And the difference between learning about this stuff and learning about, say, cooking, or learning about sports statistics is that conspiracy theory ideas give you occultic knowledge. It gives you hidden knowledge. You now know something. Whether or not it's true is almost irrelevant to your brain. Your brain can't really suss out whether or not the information is true or false. The brain just knows that you have now learned something and you know something that is hidden. You know something that is suppressed. It makes you feel special. I'm not saying that's a bad thing either, right? You should reach out to try to get knowledge. You should reach out to try to get all knowledge, but you should, if someone says, you know, no, 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 don't look in that corner. We have a tendency to want to look into that corner. So there's nothing wrong. I, I, that's the thing. I don't want it to come across that I'm bad-mouthing this. This is a good thing that the human brain is wired for this. This is a good thing that we want to seek out information that may be suppressed from us. I'm not saying that this stuff is bad, but, like I said, your brain cannot, your brain itself cannot determine whether or not a fact is true or not. We then have to base it on things we already know about reality. The stone head of Guatemala is a stone head in Guatemala. That is a fact. And then your brain has to start to think, well, are alien cultures possible? Ancient visitors, Vikings coming over to Guatemala, like, what, what is this? What is this? And most... Stories stop right there. I kept researching and researching it because I'm thinking, let's find a rational answer for this. And if there isn't one, that's fine too because we cover weird stuff on this show. But let's see if there's a rational answer. And I found this article that explained everything. But my brain would, was just happy enough to stop at structure nobody knows about that shouldn't be there from a civilization long forgot. My brain was totally happy with that dopamine hit. But now these AI icebergs have popped up. The joke icebergs, for me, like, I get the entertainment value in creating them. People are having fun. I'm not against people having fun when they're not hurting other people. And I'd see those exports pop up, and I'd look through them. And on the one hand, I'd go, oh, great, my job just got a little bit harder. But on the other hand, I'd go, but they're having fun. Whatever. It doesn't matter to me. 
Same thing with this dude. The guy jumping it into the AI thing, I don't think he's ruined my day or ruined my job or ruined my podcast or anyone else's job or podcast or hobby or anything like that. He was simply the first light to walk into the mine. Anyone was going to do this. It was going to start happening anyways. But let's take a look at some of the ones that his AI popped out. Because remember, he got the descriptions too. This episode's going to go a little long, but I think it's necessary. Virtual reality conspiracy was one of the phrases that popped up. And then the AI populated it with this. This is a lot like the sci-fi reality theory. But instead of creating a simulation, they're actually turning us into virtual reality creatures. That that would appear anywhere on any legitimate iceberg and people wouldn't think twice about it. The galactic superhero. Here's the description. The Old Testament is actually a retelling of the story of this civilization. And we don't know anything because it's a fictional story meant to shape our morals. On the one hand, you hear that, you know it's fake. See, we're going into a fake. We go, that's an interesting story prompt. I could see a novel based on that. But at the same time, our brain goes, bing! We learned a little detail. It's not true. Elvis murder. Elvis was murdered by the CIA for being too rich and powerful. That right there, you could just you could just stop right there. The AI continued to go on. His corpse was hidden under the stage of the last recording he made. That's what sells it. That is what makes it on the conspiracy theory iceberg, right? Now it's it has a creepy element to it as well. You learned something today, didn't you? He's not buried in Graceland. He's actually buried underneath the recording studio the last time he recorded an album. The CIA wanted to make sure that everyone knew that he would never speak again. It was a metaphor. Totally belongs on the conspiracy theory iceberg if it was true, right? And then they have this one. I thought this one was funny. The one after it was Elvis's revenge. And this shows how the AI will just spit stuff out. Elvis's revenge claims that Elvis killed himself in revenge for being murdered by the CIA. It's a nonsense sentence, but it makes sense in the world of conspiracy theory, paranormal. This is really fascinating. This is fascinating. And I hope, I hope that, I hope it, I, because I, I haven't edited this yet. Obviously I'm recording it now. I hope there's a good through line here. I'm not hating on this Redditor. I'm not hating on people who love the conspiracy theory iceberg. I'm not hating on people who created the conspiracy theory iceberg in the first place. I wonder who they are. I have a serious question of who they are. I'm not hating on the iceberg at all. I, I, I think it's a great starting point and a great point for veterans as well to look at stuff for the conspiracy theory. I'm just afraid that the conspiracy theory iceberg is going to crush us. I fear it is becoming a gatekeeper, which is the one thing conspiracy theory communities should not have, is gatekeeping. Because then who keeps the gates? Is that a term? Who guards the gates? If we give that over to somebody, if we say, well, the stuff on the conspiracy theory iceberg, these are legit conspiracy theories because it's on this iceberg, this image that it's so weird how it's, it, it, I feel like it is already taking that place, that these are the conspiracy theories. And if we give the power to that image, whoever controls the image controls the conversation. And we don't even know who started it in the first place. That's what has me worried. And now we have automated the process. 
of crafting these conspiracy theory icebergs. And the thing is, is that it is going, this is how I envision the conspiracy theory iceberg. It is going to be continued to be held up as the coolest kid in class. I have no problem with the conspiracy theory iceberg, but it's going, I feel it's going to be elevated over where it's at. And those will be considered the real conspiracy theories. It's basically a gatekeeping. If it doesn't appear on there, it's probably fake. It's probably not worth researching. And if that comes to pass, conspiracy theory mainstream culture is doomed. Because you need to keep finding the weird stuff. If if an image becomes the gatekeeper, whoever controls the image controls the conversation. And when an AI can develop conspiracy theories faster than any human can better than any human can because it knows what we're looking for and give us descriptions at the same time that's the whole allure of the original conspiracy theory iceberg there was stuff on there you had never heard of that you had to research but now the now the descriptions are going to be provided right when the iceberg is created being programmed to create conspiracy theories out of thin air and they're so beautifully crafted that they make sense that they ping a little dopamine in our head. It sounds like something that we shouldn't know. It sounds like something that's been hidden from us. What happens when someone starts using this AI to not only create the list, to create the explanations, but also to create random web pages, forum messages across the web? So if anyone tries to look it up, there's breadcrumbs, but it's still all AI crafted. Whoever controls the image controls the conversation. The AI will control the image. The AI can sprinkle little hints all over the internet. It will look real. But it won't be. It 100% will not be true. And while we are looking for that stuff that was manufactured by somebody, other conspiracies are falling to the wayside because they're not on the iceberg. That's not where we're at now. That's not where we're at now. But that is where we could be. And that is where somebody wants us. We can't let the conspiracy theory iceberg dictate what we research. I love the conspiracy theory iceberg. We will continue to cover stuff in the conspiracy theory iceberg. The iceberg image was chosen because an iceberg, only the tip is seen. While the real size of it, the power of it, is underneath the surface. But we also shouldn't lose sight of the other things icebergs are famous for. Destruction. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys.